Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Lan, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Lan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. You know, we're just about five days or so to the end of this year, and I just wanted to share a message uh, with you today that um, will, on one side, you know, on one part, you know, prepare us for the upcoming new year, and on the second um, part, help us to round up 2021 in, in just a, a powerful glorious, wonderful way, the way God wants us to uh, to round it up. So I'm going to be taking my message from two stories in the book of Luke. And uh, these two stories took place in the life of, um, you know, of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus was involved in those two stories. And I believe that there's a lot of lessons we can learn from these two stories uh, as we begin to approach a new year and hand another year. So my first um, text is from the book of Luke chapter 17, from verse 11. Luke chapter 17, from verse 11. And I'm going to read. Uh, now, this is a very uh, popular story. You know, you probably read it so many times, but I just want us to look at it just with some fresh eyes and see what the Spirit of God will bring out uh, for us you know, in there. So this is a story about the 10 lepers that met Jesus. So I'm going to read it from verse 11. It says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down at his face, on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Where Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, let's look at this story before I go to the second story. Um, So, these 10 lepers met Jesus. They were standing afar off. When you talk about leprosy, um, you know, I'm sure many of us here were familiar with the disease. Leprosy is a disease that when it attacks a person, it begins to eat up the 
the bodies of the person. So, for example, the fingers can all be eaten up, cut, cut off. Uh, the legs, the any part, like it's attacked, and then it goes through the entire body, and then the body becomes white, like all the skin become like white, like almost like snow. And then the, you know, you know the the the, the body just begins to get cut off, cut off. It's a very terrible disease. In fact, in those days, um, and I believe even in even, even now, you know, they have what is called lepers colonies. So lepers colonies is like when people are suffering from leprosy, they separate them from everybody uh, because they believe that the disease is contagious. So they separate them from everybody and you know put them in a particular place. So you understand why the lepers, when they came to meet Jesus, they were standing afar off because according to the law of Moses. Whenever a leper is walking or coming out, they're supposed to be in a place, but when they are coming out, they have a bell that is attached to them. And that bell, they are supposed to be, you know, ringing that bell and, and saying unclean, unclean, unclean. And they are not supposed to be in close contact with anyone. So, so that's why they stood afar off. So they were, they were calling to Jesus from afar, you know, and like son of David, have mercy on us have mercy on us have mercy on us now just look at look at that and you know this story will tell us a lot about the character of you know the lord that we serve of our, of our lord jesus christ they said jesus looked when jesus saw them when he saw them he said to them go show yourself to the priest now that's very significant if you understand you know from the law from the from all the instruction that Moses gave in the Old Testament. So whenever people were unclean, right, the only people that can certify that they are clean is the priest. But, you know, those priests also are also the set of people that if they are not unclean, right, they are the ones that are also responsible, you know, for, you know, fulfilling the demand of the law. So the instruction that Jesus gave to them, they understood it. They understood what Jesus didn't pray for them. He didn't say you are now healed or anything, but he understood it because if Jesus is telling us to go and show ourselves to the priest, what he's telling us is that we have been healed. We are healed. Even though I've not, they've not seen it in their bodies yet. They've not seen the healing in their bodies. But Jesus gave them a word to go. So let's pause a little bit and look at that. that the way God works in our lives is that Whenever we come to him in any state, whether it is the state of our hearts that needs to be cleansed, maybe we are, we've not received him as our Lord. Sin is, you know, we still have sin in our hearts. We still have, you know, um, you know we, when we're, we've not yet received this righteousness, which leprosy is actually a symbol of, of uncleanness. Whenever we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the cross, it's not... You know, the way God accomplishes his work is by giving us a word. He gives us a word and that word drops in our hearts and that word will instruct us to do certain things. So, for example, for salvation, for those who are not born again, it says that when you, when we come to the cross, and if you shall believe in your heart that Jesus Christ um, died, uh, you know, from the cross and you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you will be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. 
So the, the word, you know, comes to us and says, if you believe that, if you accept the fact that I've done the work, you will be saved. And then a supernatural thing will happen to you that saves you, that cleanses you from spiritual leprosy completely and makes you a new creation in Christ Jesus. But it all happened through the instrumentation of the mercy of God who looked at us at our state and then gives us a word that we're supposed to act upon. The same thing when it comes to physical healing. So we think that when God wants to heal us, many times we think that what's just going to happen is that there will just be a wind that will blow and then suddenly, you know, we're healed, right? But usually even when the Holy Spirit is moving, like moving in maybe the gifts of the Spirit and all that, you always see that there's an utterance of the Word that comes. Because the reason is because God accomplishes His work through His Word. His Word, the Spirit of God is present, but the Word of God activates the Spirit of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The house was without form, void. Darkness was upon the face of the earth. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. But nothing happens until God said. And they said, and God said. And as God spoke, then things began to happen. Creation began to take place. Eden came. This earth and the beauty of you know the creation of God came out of the chaos that was present because the word of God was being was uttered. God still works the same way. Look at the ministry of Jesus. You will see that he cast out devil by his words, he healed people by his word, he raised the dead by his word. We see it in the in the life of the you know in the acts of the apostles, the life of the of the of the early apostles. His true words, the instrumentalities of words that things got done. So I just want you to know that words are very powerful. The word of God are so powerful. And the miracles of God happen in our lives when we receive God's word and when we act upon God's word. God's word is the miracle seed. When you allow the word of God to be planted inside your heart, or you receive the word of God and act upon it, a miracle happens. Miracles of healing happen when we incline our ears to God's word. And that word penetrate into our heart and we act upon it, on what that word says. That's when the healing takes place. That's when the Spirit of God goes into operation and heals and then, you know, performs what the word of God has said. And this applies to every area, concerning finances, concerning ministry, concerning your calling, concerning any aspect of your life. A word you receive from God that you act upon is what produces the miracles. So that tells us that Whenever we have a need or whenever we're in a state where we need a divine intervention and we're praying to God for mercy, the way God shows his mercy is by sending his word. He sends his word and he heals us and delivers us from all our destructions. The way he shows his mercy is by giving us a word. And when we act upon that word, we'll start seeing the manifestation of the miracle power of God. So let's go on in this story. As these people obeyed, see, they acted on the word of Jesus. They went. I love this thing. You see, this particular passage, um, this particular thing has helped me a lot. Um, you know, from the time I saw it, the first time that it came to me very strongly, I think I was in my, my, my third year in college or fourth year. And I remember I was in the room then at post, postgraduate hall uh, in my university. It was called postgraduate hall then. And this word came to me. And the way it came to me is that any project, anything I tell you to do, you don't need to wait until it is until you have all the resources that you need. Start moving, and there'll be a completion of it. 
just by taking little, little steps. So, you know, I just wanted to share that story because it's one of those things that I have picked from this story. But there are so many lessons here. The, but the main thing in here is that whenever the word of God comes to you, you receive it either by reading the Bible or the Holy Spirit speaks to you. What he expects you to do is to act. In Hebrews 11, the people that are put there as the heroes of faith are people who acted upon the word they received. Abel offering a sacrifice. Abraham stepping out out of his, you know, father's house. Moses stepping out of Egypt, you know, to be to be, to lead the people. Enoch, all these people, people that walked with God, and that's what the Bible calls faith. And they say without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not when it's not a feeling that you have. Faith is an action that is motivated by the word of God. So these people demonstrated faith, and as a result of their faith in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. They were, they were cleansed, and as they as they went, they were cleansed. If one of them had stood and didn't go, that one would not have been cleansed from the leprosy. But because they moved in response to the word of Jesus, they were cleansed. So I want to encourage every every one of you listening to me that as we begin to wrap up this year, there are there are some instructions that God is going to be giving you. But there are things that God is going to be telling you to do. I want to tell. I want you to know that action, action. Action motivated by those words. Little, little action. The little action right now might be go get your uh, your goals, you know, for 2021 and look at it and, and and do an inventory of it and say, oh yeah, these are the things and, you know, thank me for it and then, you know, move it to the next one and set your goals for 2022. The next action might be, oh, you know what? You need to wrap up some things this year. Maybe there are some relational issues that you need to wrap up. Somebody you need to call. Somebody you need to talk to. Somebody you need to apologize to or just something. Simple, simple instruction that the Holy Spirit will give you, and it will be different for every one of us, right? But just know that the Word of God is going to come to you because a miracle, when a miracle is in the works, what God does is releasing His works. And when we act upon it, that miracle is done. So they were cleansed. Now, let's, so as the story goes on, one of them, while they were still on the way, saw that he was healed. Then he turned back. So he didn't even, he has not even gone to the priest, right? To go and sh- show the priest. He turned back and with a loud voice began to glorify God and fell down at the face on his feet, giving him thanks. Giving him thanks. So now look at this, you know. They were in need. They had a terrible thing that had been long time there on them, leprosy. He gives an instruction, they began to move. And suddenly this one discovers that there was what well, a manifestation. Well, I, he was healed. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm sure that, you know, he's healed, being healed means that the leprosy was gone. But it doesn't mean that his fingers and all those things have been restored. You know, and all the things that he had lost have been restored. In other words, he had not seen the full miracle yet. But he has seen a particular part of the miracle. He has seen a particular part of the miracle. And he returned and said, and begins to give thanks to God, begins to glorify God because of that part of the miracle that he had seen. Look at that. There's a lesson to learn from that also, that when we receive the word of God, I will begin to act upon God's word. There are certain aspects of that word that we see manifested, even though everything is not fully manifested. The way we are supposed to respond, right, is to respond by giving God glory. And not just giving glory, just in a, in a non-dramatic way. This guy was dramatic because they put it there. They said a loud voice fell down on his face. So there was his emotion. His emotions was involved. His body was involved. His whole being was involved. 
And that's why I'm all, this is, this is a lesson to every one of us on living a life of praise, a life of thanksgiving, a life of, of, you know, appreciation of just giving God thanks from the whole of our beings, using our bodies, our emotions and everything to just thank God for the things that we have seen that he has done in our lives. So what, you know, what, 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 what do I want to you know, say about that about as we wrap up the year? Maybe at the beginning of this year, there were certain goals that you set, you set or certain things that God told you. And you look right now into, at the end of 2021 and you see that, wow, this, in some of these goals, you have exceeded them. But in some of those goals, you are like maybe 70, 75% done or 70% there. You believe God that, okay, I'm going to be getting admission by the end of this year. You've gotten some admission, you're waiting for some. Uh, you, you've gotten some scholarship, you're waiting for more. Maybe you were trusting God that, you know, at the beginning of this year, you wanted a house. Oh, yeah, I mean, you got a house, but it's not yet furnished. You know, you're trusting God for it to be furnished. Maybe you were trusting God, you know, for, you know, a promotion at work or something in your spiritual life or in your ministry, your calling, because we all have a calling, we all have a ministry, wherever God has put us, right? But you've not seen the entire thing fully. How do you respond? Don't respond by getting into a place of complaint. Don't respond by getting into a place of, oh, you know, if only God could, could have done more. No, become dramatic in praise based on what God has already done. And then look at what happens in the final part of the story. When Jesus saw that, he said, we're, we're not, we're there, sorry, he said, but when we're there not ten cleansed, where are the nine? That's a big, that's a big thing. 90, is that, that 90%, right? That's 90%, right? 90% of the people are ungrateful. The other ones were cleansed and they left. They didn't return. 90% of them, of people are ungrateful. I want to ask you, will you move into the top 10% of people in this world? Or do you want to stay in the bottom 90%? The top 10% of these people in this world are the people who live constantly in joy. And I'm joyful telling you that this is not just in the church, even in the world, because I read all these books, secular books and all that. You'll notice that they all keep talking about maintaining the spirit of gratitude, maintaining the spirit of gratitude. And you'll notice that those who maintain that spirit of gratitude, whether they are in Christ or outside of Christ, they still see the manifestation of God's kingdom in their lives. Why? Because they, that is the way God works. That is the way God designed his kingdom, nature, everything. Those who are great, you know, grateful, they experience more of God. There was an experiment that was done about you know, plants that they, 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 they put two plants in the same place. And one plant, they kept on speaking to it, you know, complaining, complaining about it and speaking about things not right. The other one, they, they, the end time they got it, they would speak positive words to it. They would talk about how beautiful it is. After some time, they discovered the plant that they were speaking positive words to and all that. That one was blossoming. And the one that they kept on complaining to and doing all that started dying. It tells you that that's how things work in, in the whole of... There's a, there's a flow and an order. There's a rhythm of nature that works only with appreciation. That's what Matthew chapter 6 you know, was talking about when he was talking about the lilies of the field and all that and telling us that we should not worry or be concerned about our lives. Why? Because the Heavenly Father knows what we have and it takes care of the birds and all that. They're always singing and therefore they're always fed. The lilies of the valley, they're dead. They are, God always takes care of them, even better than he took care of Solomon. It's saying that we should also be in that state. So the question is, will you be in the 90% or 
or will you be in the 10%? I choose to be in the 10%. And that's why I want to have a, I want to have a life of appreciation. I want to live a life of appreciation. Let me give you the last, the last story, you know, as I begin to wrap up. The next story is in the book of Luke chapter 6. In Luke chapter, sorry, Luke chapter 5, I mean. So in Luke chapter 5, um, Jesus Christ had just, you know, you know, you know, came to, he came to preach, he came to Galilee. And then in ch- chapter 1, he says, so it was, so chapter 5 on verse 1, he says, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of the Lord that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. Then he got up into one of the boats, which was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the, the multitude from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launched out into the deep, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to ask, when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all that were with him were astonished at the catch of fish, fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Zebedee who were partners with, Jesus, with Simon. And he said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Now look at this story. Let me quickly just uh, do a quick... Um, you know, ex- um, expository, you know, lesson from this. So Jesus Christ wanted, needed a place to preach. So he asked Peter for his boat. Peter gave his boat. That's a big lesson. Notice the state that Peter was. We didn't know about that as at verse 1. Until later, Peter had just gone through a disappointment. He said, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. That's very, that's a big, a big blow to the, to a fisherman. Somebody who depends, whose families and whose livelihood depends on fishing. It's like you saying, I have worked all week and I made no money. I have, I have given, I've tithed all year and it looks as if there is no blessing. I've invested so much in my ministry and in my calling but I have not seen anything. This guy was going through a disappointment. And then you see again, the master comes and makes a demand of him. Listen, a lesson that you can learn from it is that sometimes when we present God a need, God responds by asking us for a seed. God responds by asking us, go further, or asking us to do something. You would think Jesus, and Jesus you know, knew everything, that Jesus will first of all say, you know what, Peter, let me deal with your issue first, and then I'll t- I will ask for your boat. But Jesus didn't say, I will deal with your issue first. Jesus just asked for the boat. I want you to understand that even though in our lives right now, or in your life right now, listening to me, there might be disappointment, in a particular area of disappointment this year. 
don't think that God is going to sit around the disappointment. God doesn't sit around disappointment and sit down with you and begin to comp- and begin to sit down with you and say, oh yeah, you know this. No, God comes with a solution. And the solution is this. God asks you for what you have. God asks you. Jesus was, knew what he was doing. He was prepping he was prepping Peter for a miracle. Not just the miracle of the fish, of casting fishes, but the miracle of the calling. It's a real calling in life to become an apostle later. So the disappointment that Peter went through, God was working through it to prepare him to be an apostle to nations, to become the one that will be the, the, you know, that will be the leader of the church eventually when Jesus Christ leaves. I want you to know that that disappointment, that thing that happened in your life or is happening in your life right now that you feel terrible about, or that you feel disappointed about, that you tried and never happened. I want you to know that God is working within that thing. God is not the one that causes his fish, him not to catch fishes. But God is, God is the one that comes into our situations when we, we didn't catch anything and turns it into turning us into fishers of men. I want you to know that whatever is going on in your life right now, whatever it is like a disappointment and all that, or took place this year, that when you do not, when you listen to the instruction of Jesus and you give him what you have, maybe he's going to ask you to give him some praise. Maybe he's going to ask you to give some money. Maybe he's going to ask you to give your house. Maybe he's going to ask you to give just something that you have. And just say, you know, let me use it for the gospel. Know that God is going to turn that situation around for his glory. And so he uses the place to preach, the boat to preach. And then he tells Peter, gives him an instruction. Remember, see that theme again. God is about to perform a miracle, and it is through an instruction. It is through a word. For the lepers, it was, go show yourself to the priest. For Peter, it was, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. God is going to perform miracles by words, and it's going to require actions to those words. So Peter, even though he had been disappointed, so he looked back and he saw that, well, you know, and he even knew more about fishing than Jesus Christ. He knew that it's easier to catch fishes at night than during the day. Because it is dark, right? So they've tried all night. When fishermen usually catch the most. Now you're saying go catch in the day. When the fish can actually, you know, there's light and everything. This is, this is not natural. This is not the natural thing. But Jesus Christ, God doesn't work by the natural. You might think that this year or, ne- or this season or something was when it was supposed to have happened. But God sees greater than you. When they say it is impossible to happen. When science says it is impossible to happen, when society says it's impossible for this to happen, that's when God gets even the most glory. When everybody says that Abraham cannot give birth or Sarah cannot give birth, that's when the significant story took place, when Isaac was born. I want you to know that in your life right now, maybe your own is age. It's a disappointment of age. Maybe it's a disappointment of, uh, you know, uh, biology. It's a disappointment of time. It's something that you know seems delayed, and everybody says you are past prime time, or this thing has past prime time. It can never happen again. I want you to know that the God we serve, there's no impossibility with Him. When we when we act upon what He says, when we do what He tells us to say, He performs the miracles because He's the Lord over time, He's the Lord over nature, He's the Lord over everything, He's the Lord over over the fishes. So Peter did that, and then God acted. God did it. He caught so much fishes that it was overflowing. And listen, this particular word, I'm going to be talking more about it as we you know, go ahead in 2022 and we do our crossover service. This particular passage of what happened to Peter because he responded to the instruction of God despite you know, what had happened in the past and acted 
It's a prophetic word that God is speaking to us of how, one, there's going to be, you know, there's a way that you have lived, you may have lived where you put in a lot of efforts and you get little or no results. That's what Peter was living with. But after God spoke, he put in little effort and he got exponential results. And as, as a result of the exponential results, God turned that into the ministry to men, into the gathering, into the, the fishing of people everywhere. That is what God is prepping to do. As we launch out in obedience to what God is telling us to do, there's going to be exponential, an exponential result, exponential result as a result of God's hand and God's grace. And there will be miracles of multiplication, miracles of abundance, miracles of, of, of just spread and exponential multiplication of our efforts in such a way that people, partners and other people will come and they will also benefit from it. And God will take that and use it as it blesses us in business, in family, in every area. He will take that and turn it into the manifestation of callings of people that will affect the lives of generations. So those are the two things I wanted to share with you today. So to just wrap up, as we begin to wrap up this year, get make sure that you are listening to the voice of God. Make sure that you are you are obeying, like so you are you are waiting for God's voice, for the instruction that He has for you for the moment, and then make sure you act on those instructions. Make sure you act on those instructions. Make sure you maintain an attitude of gratitude, and then be very expectant. Because coming, coming your way as you are in obedience to God is an anointing of God that is going to take you into the place of exponential results, a place of abundance, and a place of greater impact than what you have ever imagined in your life. That's the message that I have for you today. And I just pray that God himself will take these words and in the, in the heart of every one of us, it will just blow it up and just grow it and let it just multiply 30, 60, 100 fold and produce greater results. And it will just take it and use it to prepare us for the upcoming year that we're stepping into and the upcoming seasons of our lives. May God bless you. Lord, I just pray for everybody under the sound of my voice right now. I thank you so much, Lord, for the words that you have spoken. I pray for everyone here, no matter their state, no matter the place they are as they are listening to, as they have listened to this word. I thank you because your word will come forth. Your word, Lord, will, will come to them. They will receive that specific word for the season and for the moment. And I thank you for giving us grace, Lord, to be able to act on those words. Even when it looks contrary to circumstances like the lepers did, like Peter did. Lord, and help us, Lord, to just be in that spirit of gratitude as we begin to see manifestations, even from now. To just be in the spirit of gratitude. And Lord, we just pray. We thank you for the revelation of your exponential uh, result, your exponential anointing. That anointing that takes little effort and turns into greater because your hand is at work. I pray it upon everybody in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for a safe roundup of this year. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for anointed, an anointed closing of 2021 and a great blessed and anointed beginning of 2022. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.